Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Under the Stained Glass, the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church last week and approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church in Burbank, and I'm here with our youth, children, and families director, Ms. Whitney. Hi, everyone. And this last week, as we began this new year, we began this new series called Forgive for to Get which just kind of acknowledges that as we approach forgiveness in our lives, it's not always possible for us to forgive and forget, but that we're really told over and over again that we must forgive for to get the blessings that God really has for us, especially the peace that comes with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. We were talking this last Sunday about how not everybody really is down with the idea of forgiveness as being a thing to do of a universal virtue. Not everybody's really down with forgiveness. No, certainly not. I think there's some people that would say, you know, you can't forgive because you can't forget. I think human nature is we have to hold on to these things to make people understand our hurt, make people understand where we come from. So if we're forgiving people too often, we are going to not have an excuse for our pain, but also we're going to allow people to cause us pain over and over and over again. And so there's a lot of people that would say that this is probably the wrong way to go. Yeah, I mean, there are people who believe that, and this is, I, I, I get this, they believe that forgiveness in the extent, in the sense of just allowing a person to get off with whatever they've done, right. is that in that sense, forgiveness is the antithesis of justice, that you can't really have justice if you have this kind of easy and cheap forgiveness. Right. But again, God lets us know that He is a forgiving God, and He has forgiven us so much right. that He's, for one thing, given us so much, our life, and a way to live sure. that we depart from, Uh, so often, and we see this over and over again in the Old Testament, that God gives people, gives all of us a a way to live that is righteous and good, and that we fall down so often, but He forgives us. So He wants us to forgive others in the same kind of way, as we were Mm -hmm. saying last Sunday, in imitation of what He does. We forgive in imitation of God. So, Forgiveness is a good thing because God does it. So somehow or other, we've got to find a way to forgive, even if it's difficult. Yeah, it is a command, but it's also God's way of doing things. He Mm -hmm. forgives us freely and he shows us how to forgive with his actions. So it's something that, although it it is commanded to us to forgive others, it's something that God doesn't expect us to do without him showing us how to do it first. I think that's the main point, isn't it? That yeah. This is something that's really great. You know, we all want to forgive and stuff. Yeah. But it isn't the kind of thing we can do without the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And that we really need uh, to allow ourselves and to have a desire to be to be a child of God right. in this sense, to uh, take on that family trait of forgiveness yeah, and really forgive an imitation of God. Now, we were looking at the, this really cool story that comes in Matthew 18, starting in verse 21, where Peter is asking Jesus, how many times do you really need yeah. to forgive somebody? And he thinks that seven times probably ought to be plenty. But sure. Jesus says seven, not seven times, but 77 times, or in some 
in another uh, telling of this story, it's seven times 77 or seven times 70. It's really just Jesus' way of saying if you're still counting, you're not really forgiving. That's right. That forgiveness has to be deep and it has to be wide, has to be uh, unlimited. And he tells this cool story about this king who (laughs) is owed this enormous debt by one of his servants and he calls in the debt and this the servant just can't pay it back. So the king says, well, I'm going to sell you into slavery. The servant begs with the king, and then he has pity on him, Mm -hmm. and he lets the servant go. He cancels the debt, and the servant is pretty happy about that. Right, yeah. The servant has a big debt to this king, and like anybody who has ever had a big debt that they certainly probably cannot repay, to be forgiven of that debt is just such a massive weight to be lifted off this servant and such a gracious thing for this king to do. So in Jesus comparing the kingdom of God as he sets the story up to this king, Mm -hmm. we're getting an idea of God's character here of his forgiving us of a huge debt. And starting out that story with the idea of if you're counting, you're not forgiving, it, it certainly does put a weight on this story of how it's going to go and how God expects us to forgive as well. Yeah. And I love that Jesus uses here as an example, 10,000 bags of gold. Right. Which is an, it, an unimaginable amount because, right. again, the debt that we owe to God is unimaginable. Yeah. We owe him everything. So, of course, most of people know that the story goes that the servant says, thanks a lot, I guess, you know, thanks for (laughs) for giving me this enormous debt. But then he goes out immediately and he runs into a friend of his who owes him just a few little coins. And he grabs him and chokes him and demands payback for that little bit of a debt and will not forgive the debt Mm -hmm. and actually has his friend thrown into prison. That's an interesting story because at this point in this story, the servant that owed the debt, he has not learned a lesson at all Mm -hmm. from what he has been forgiven. He hasn't seen the grace in it, and he hasn't seen truly the humbling fact that his king, the person he works for, the, the person that he owed so much has really taken that burden off him and how he should respond in that moment. And he makes this really terrible decision to go after this mm-hmm. man. And now that his debt has been cleared, maybe he feels like maybe this is something he wants to spend now because he doesn't have a debt to pay. Who True. knows? Yeah. But, you know, he's now looking for this little bit of money. And I just, I'm always floored by the fact that this he learns the, mo- the wrong lesson in this situation here. Yeah, he seems to learn no lesson at all, yeah. except, oh boy, I got away with that. Right. And I wonder, that's, you know, that that's human nature. Yeah. And it's important for us, as you were saying before we began, each one of these stories is not about other people. It's yeah. always about us. Yeah. And where in our lives, you know, we can sort of take for granted that We've been forgiven in mm-hmm. Christ uh, for all of our sins and for all the ways we depart from God's goodness, but then don't extend that grace to other people in our lives and hold on to anger, hold on to bitterness, hold on to an idea of wanting retribution for the things that happen to us. Right. And that's such an important thing to remember because 
I mean, I've certainly found myself where I'm angry with somebody and I'm really holding on to it. And I want them to understand Mm -hmm. that I'm angry with them, probably more so than anything else, is I want them to know that I'm mad. And then I have to remind myself that God never brings those things up to me. Mm. If I come to him for forgiveness, or even if I don't, he's still ready to forgive me. He's ready to place that aside and to not bring it up, to not make it an obstacle for which I have to get over every single time I come to him. And certainly we should always be coming, asking God for forgiveness, but just that realization that he is so good to forgive those moments when maybe we don't even realize that we've hurt him by sinning or or by, you know, maybe even denying him in some sort of way, which is probably the worst thing we could do. Yeah. But just to remind ourselves of that, because I think we're all certainly, you know, the servant in this story and mm-hmm. so oftentimes in our lives. Yeah. And uh, again, it just shows a little bit of the hypocrisy that we can, yeah. we, we, we really have an almost unlimited ability to fool ourselves. Right. You know, and and to... You know, to appreciate the grace that we've been given by God, but then sure. just not be all that willing to extend that grace to others. Right. So for this next month, I mean, in church, and I and I invite everybody who's listening today to really start each day with a prayer to ask God to not only assure us uh, that our sins are forgiven Mm -hmm. and give us that peace within ourselves, but then to put us in mind of the people that we need to forgive or the people from whom we need to seek forgiveness and let those names float up into our consciousness. And sometimes just that is difficult, Mm -hmm. but then to write those names down and begin to pray about how to dissolve that, whatever that stone of bitterness is that we have against that person just to begin to make that part of our devotion to ask God to help us forgive those people right and I think that I've always found in my own journey with with forgiveness that a big thing to to do as well as you're as you're seeking to forgive those people in your lives and have God help you to forgive those people in your lives is to ask yourself and to be honest with yourself, what is holding me back from that forgiveness? Mm-hmm. You know, is it something I really need to hear from them, which I probably will never hear from them at all? Is it an apology? Is it, is it you know, them recognizing that pain or, or that suffering or whatever it was that, that they've caused me? Or do I just really want to stay angry at them? Sure. And just to be honest with yourself, because once you're honest with yourself, you can say, okay, Lord, these are the things that I am stumbling on. Can you help me overcome this? Like you said, can you take that little bit of bitterness that mm-hmm. I have and can you change that and transform that into forgiveness for me? Sure. And I think also we need to always be aware that in our prayers, as we ask God to make those things clear to us, mm-hmm. it may be that we're holding on to anger and unforgiveness because our beef with that person is unjust, that we're really not coming from the right place in the beginning. Sure. You know, that maybe they don't owe us as big a debt as maybe we think. Right. So it's important to clear those things away, especially at the beginning of a new year, because we really cannot receive all the blessings that God has for us, become the people he wants us to be, if we're holding on to unforgiveness, especially after he's forgiven us so much. So I'm just going to read this prayer that we're praying around here right now, and I'll invite you all to 
join in that. Dear God, thank you for the gift of forgiveness that you offer to me through Jesus Christ. Grant me the assurance of knowing that my sins are truly forgiven and ignite a spirit of forgiveness in me. Put me in mind of those whom I need to forgive and those from whom I need to seek forgiveness and empower me by the Holy Spirit to act. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So maybe as we move forward, we can start to just grow into this idea of not holding on to those grudges too long and finding a way to forgive. Well, I want to thank you all for being with us at the beginning of the new year. And of course, we invite you to come worship with us if you're in the area. And if not, of course, you can always worship with us online. So uh, once again, happy new year. And we will be with you again next week. Bye.